are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Wednesday, June 16th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com, Managing Editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and white-knuckling the edge of my seat for what today's mini-camp reports will bring. Because if you missed it yesterday, Dolphins' first day of mini-camp got hit with a torrential downpour that the Dolphins tried to push the ball down the field and throw vertical through. Tua Tungvaloa throws five interceptions. Jacoby Brissett throws another two, all without Xavier Howard even in attendance because he's holding out. You're keeping up with everything that's going on, and everybody loses their minds goes crazy. Social media, an ugly place. The Dolphins read it. Absolute lunacy. But calm down. We're here to talk about everything that we learned yesterday through many camp reports, through Xavier Howard and his situation. And I want to start with minicamp and specifically the fact that uh, the Dolphins tried to throw the ball vertically and push And I think that tells you more about the Dolphins' offense and should give you plenty of reason to be excited than the fact that they threw seven interceptions combined as two sets of quarterbacks throwing in what was a torrential downpour. Tua Tungvaloa asked after practice specifically about what the objective was of practice, what happened with some of the interceptions. One of them came right off the hands of Mike Gusecki, it was reported. So, Tua Tungvaloa asked, how would you describe practicing in these conditions? Tua said it was really good. We're going to have to play in the rain. We're going to have to play in conditions where the ball is going to be wet, where it's going to be cold, where it's going to be hot. You've got to expect the unexpected. It was really good for our guys to go out there and compete in the rain. I thought today overall was an all right day. There's things we have to get in here and fix within the next couple of hours to look over the film and correct for tomorrow. That's another important note about yesterday's practice. Brian Flores could have sent the team into the what has been uh, not so lovingly coined the Nick Saban Memorial Bubble uh, because the team is still in Davie. The team's new practice facility will open but not before training camp. So this is the last event for the Dolphins in Davie before they switch over to the one in Miami Gardens. They could have gone inside and practiced. They didn't. And I think from, if you understand Brian Flores as a coach, I think this was probably a unique opportunity for us to see what the guys are made of, test them mentally a little bit, See what you've got physically when the conditions are below ideal. You could have put him inside, had him thrown, uncontested, and maybe the practice report comes back and instead of five interceptions for Tongavello and Brissett, maybe there's two, maybe there's three. Combined. But they didn't do that. They left him out there in the rain, and it feels like a very Don Shula-esque move. We're not going to move the game inside on Sunday, so why the hell would we move it inside now? It's raining, guys. Get over it. Let's execute to the best of our ability. And even more so, let's stay firm on what our objective and point of emphasis was for today's practice. And let's challenge ourselves and dive right in. 
So you take that, and I am extrapolating and projecting that mentality, but just kind of what we know about Brian Flores, I could see that being the thought process as to why you'd leave the team out there. And then you pair that with the question and answer that Tungvalu gave after practice. When you look at a practice day like this where it's raining and a lot seems to be not going right for you as far as throws, alluding to the five interceptions that Tungvalu made that are inevitably going to be on every national media show's headlines tomorrow, what can you take out of that going into the next day? Tungvalu responded, I think today the emphasis for us quarterbacks, we wanted to be aggressive with the passing game. We wanted to see if we could fit throws in. We wanted to see what throws we could make under these conditions. We were just trying to push the ball vertical down the field. There are some plays that didn't go our way, but those are plays that we can take a look at in the film room and move forward with. Very interesting. Uh, We knew, based on adding Will Fuller and Jalen Waddell, that this team is going to be more vertical and less rinky-dink, dinky-dunk down the field, 10, 12, 15 plays, death by 1,000 paper cuts. First day of minicamp, point of emphasis. Words directly from Tangavaloa's mouth. We wanted to be aggressive, wanted to see if we could fit throws in. We were trying to push the ball vertical down the field. Great! If that's the thought process and that's what this offense is going to look like, then it means you're taking the talents that you've brought onto the roster You're going to ask them to do things that are well-tailored and well-suited to their strengths. Now, execution is going to have to get better. You're going to have to hope it doesn't have a torrential downpour in 17 consecutive Sundays that you're playing football. And obviously, it's it's day one, practice one, as far as minicamp is concerned. So try not to get too on edge. You know, if we get three weeks into camp, and Tongvaloa is still throwing three, four, five interceptions per practice, then we'll have something to worry about, particularly if it's sunny. But today, or yesterday, I should say, I'm I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon, just take it for a grain of salt. This is the perfect time to experiment and get on the same page with your receivers and try and be aggressive in slot throws without the ramifications that would come from trying to apply that in a game situation. Is it Something that inevitably people are going to take with and run? Yes, it's confirmation bias season. If you think Tua Tungvalu walks on water, you're going to say, well, it was pouring down monsoon, and I love the fact that he was aggressive. If you think Tua Tungvalu is a bust already, you're going to look at this and you're going to say, see, guy can't even go an interception without throwing a bunch of picks. Nobody's going to change your mind right now, especially because unless you're on the beat, you're not there to see it. So take it for a grain of salt, understand people are going to contextualize it, twist it one way or the other to benefit their own individual narrative and point of view on the Dolphins and more specifically on Tungvaloa. Don't panic, don't freak out, just ride the ride right now. Now is not the time for fear. That's my second Batman reference in the first seven and a half minutes. I think I'm doing pretty well. No instant gratification to be had here at minicamp practices, but who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit card purchases. Credit Card Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases when you use your Credit Karma Money debit card. You can win instant daily karma. Purchase reimbursements on up to $5,000 worth of items. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot. 
and your instant karma cash will be added back into your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and fee withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma Money, progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. So we said don't worry about Tua Tonga Below throwing practices on day one of minicamp. You should, however, start to be a little on guard about the Xavier Howard situation. First things first, um, I had written a story for the Draft Network a week ago on Saturday that was dedicated to should the Dolphins grant Xavier Howard's wishes for a new contract or a contract renegotiation, which is how Brian Flores chose to phrase it yesterday. And there was a fair amount of pushback between the Reddit, and Dolphins Twitter, that Xavier Howard had never officially issued a statement stating that he wants a new contract. This is all a bunch of BS that came from Armando Salguero in January, and uh, nobody's believing it, and it's not happening. I, I have to be honest, I am surprised at the amount of Dolphins fans that were skeptical that what is now upon us was a thing behind the scenes, which is... Xavier Howard did want a new con- does want a new contract. The beat hasn't hurt you that bad, guys. Come on. It was reported at the local level. It was reported on the national level. It was reported by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. The Dolphins brought in multiple corners this offseason. And Xavier Howard fired his agent in January. <laughs> there was so much here that told you that this was going on behind the scenes. And yeah, Brian Flores in his press conference uh, on Friday of last week said he expects everybody here. We get to Monday and the question is asked, have you seen Xavier Howard? No. But it's just Zoom calls. Guys get lost in the sauce all the time. Very easily that he's here. Follow up. Do you expect Xavier Howard to be here? The levees break. Brian Flores says, I'm not sure he's going to be here today. I haven't seen him, so I expect him to be here, but I have not seen him yet. Uh, follow up. Has he expressed issues that he would, what issues would cause him to choose out, to sit out mandatory minicamp? Coach Flores, I think it's pretty clear that this is a contract situation, which we have talked about internally. That's what I believe it is. And obviously we've had discussions and we'll continue to have those discussions. So it's all out there now. Brian Flores himself, very transparent. This is a contract situation. There's no more guesswork here. Howard is holding out. Howard wants a new deal. And as Brian Flores would go on to explain a little later on on the Monday or on the Tuesday presser, uh, this is not a simple situation. Flores says, 
explains, you know, there's two different kinds of buckets. There's uh, contract extensions for players that are on your roster, and then there's contracts for free agents who are not assigned a team. Xavier Howard is a little bit in the middle. He's looking for not an extension and not a new contract altogether. He's looking for a remodel of the contract that he has. He wants more money, period. We've talked about on the show plenty. Xavier Howard is well within his rights to feel urgency, and I think he should feel urgency, to try to maximize his earning potential right now. Because by the time Xavier Howard gets to the end of his second contract in the NFL, based on the age of him as a player, he'll be 28 this season, because of the history of knee injuries that he has, because of the durability issues he's had in the past and inability to consistently stay on the field, and because of the 30-year age wall that hits the vast majority of cornerbacks, he's under contract through that 30-year age wall here. This, is, this might be the last big contract Xavier Howard ever gets, the one that he's on right now. So if I'm coming off a 10-interception se- season when I finally played all 16 games and I'm fully healthy, you bet your ass I'm also trying to get mo- as much money as I possibly can, understanding my individual circumstances, he's on the clock. You are on the clock if you're Zavin Howard. A little bit of buyer's remorse for this contract, perhaps. But this is a slippery slope because what kind of precedent does this set as a team? And Brian Flores used the word unique in a number of situations to describe this situation with Zavin Howard. You don't typically get to this point, a renegotiation of an extension. Those are Brian Flores' words to describe what this standoff is looking like it's going to be about. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Mentioned a little bit of perhaps buyer's remorse from Xavier Howard for this contract. I guarantee you, you will have no buyer's remorse about buying yourself a box of Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And these things are a life-changing experience, I promise. you got 10-plus flavors to choose from, high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, high in fiber, 100% chocolate on all their bars. Whether you need something post-workout, start your day, keto-friendly, healthy snack, something for dessert, you name it, Bill Bar can be it. So visit BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you can save 15% off your next order. That's billboard.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order to find out what no buyer's remorse feels like for yourself. I think it's important to include a couple final thoughts from Brian Flores on the Xavier Howard contract situation before we pivot and talk about where we're going to go from here as a team, as the Dolphins. 
Um, Flora said, we're not drawing a line in the sand. But different players set the market every year. We love X. Let me go ahead and say that right now so you guys can make sure you write that. We love him. He's very productive. He's a team player. He's an important player to this team. But again, it's a unique situation. We want to keep him here. Again, markets are set specific to Byron Jones. Markets are set differently each year. Yeah, that's a part of the conversation, specifically Jones's contract versus Howard's contract. But again, that's what makes this unique, like I mentioned, which I'm sure everyone can understand. So Xavier Howard, all of the rumors, reports, clickbait, they're all true, turns out. Xavier Howard does take exception to the fact that he is not the highest paid corner on his own team after having 10 interceptions last year. Well within his right to feel that way. But the Dolphins are also well within their right to feel apprehensive to renegotiate, Brian Flores' words, not mine, a contract extension that still has a significant amount of life on it. And one thing I want to do is I want to set and clarify why Xavier Howard is upset. Because I'm reading lots of comments from Dolphins fans. Well, he's still the sixth highest paid corner in football. False. Not true. Technicality speaking, yes. What you're referring to when you refer to Xavier Howard as the sixth highest paid contract at the corner position in football is the annual average salary. What that is, is it takes from the mo- at, at the moment you sign. How many years is it? How much money is it? That's your annual average salary. So Xavier Howard signed this deal two years ago, and it was at the time the highest paid corner in football. Now it's sixth or seventh in, in the NFL. But the way the Dolphins distributed the money, and this was smart on their part, because of Xavier Howard's knee history, durability history, and because of their timeline as a team that was going into a rebuild, they didn't. They, who are they going to pay that money to in 2019? Nobody. So they signed him. They gave him a big fat signing bonus up front. They gave him a roster bonus for being on the roster so they didn't have to prorate that money down the tube. They front-loaded the hell out of this contract. So Zavin Howard entering 2021, the new money that he is due, so the money that he will make in the calendar year of 2021 from game checks and his contract with the Dolphins is $12.1 million. That is not among the 10 highest paid annual incomes for cornerbacks in football. It's 11th. You look at 2022, I believe it's $12.975 million due to Xavier Howard. As things currently stand, that too is not a top 10 figure. So you're looking at the next 24 months of Xavier Howard's life, and he's looking at how much he's scheduled to earn from the Dolphins, how much is going to go on his W-2. And it's not among the top 10 highest figures paid in that calendar year to NFL cornerbacks. That is why he's upset. It is not the annual average salary of the deal. He is not anymore the sixth highest paid corner in football. Let's be abundantly clear about that. If you look at the money that he was paid in 2019, not the life of the contract, but the money he was paid in 2019, Xavier Howard played in five games, missed 11, Second highest paid corner in football from a pure 
cash spend value that season, $15.28 million, behind only Pittsburgh's Joe Hayden, who received $18 million in cash that year with a cap hit of just over $8.5 million. 2020 salaries for the calendar year of 2020. So signing bonuses for contracts that were signed, plus whatever the base salary was, plus workout bonuses and roster bonuses and so on and so forth for the 2020 calendar year. A Miami Dolphin was number two in cash spent, but it was Byron Jones. Jalen Ramsey was paid $26.2 million, number one in the league in 2020. He obviously signed the big contract extension. Byron Jones, $26 million, signing bonus plus a high base salary. Number three, Jeff Akuda, top pick in the draft, $22.5 million. Marlon Humphrey, Trey Waynes, Tredavious White, James Bradbury, Stephon Gilmore, Darius Slay, Kendall Fuller, C.J. Henderson. I think you see where I'm going here. Kyle Fuller, Marcus Peters, Patrick Peterson. Then Xavier Howard. Xavier Howard, for this his 10-interception season, was paid in cash under $12 million, 11.925. Now, this is a credit to the Dolphins for getting out in front and signing this contract before the corner market reset and also setting the market with Zavian Howard. Turned into a bargain. We're hoping the same thing happens with Jerome Baker before Fred Warner and Darius Leonard sign their contracts. But you can now look at a four-year snapshot of Zavian Howard and his pay in that calendar year relative to the rest of the NFL, and he was second the year he signed the extension, 15th, 11th, and then currently scheduled to be 11th again in 2022. So three out of four years, the most critical years of his career from an age performance before the cliff hits perspective outside the top 10. That's why Xavier Howard is upset. That is where his argument lies, not in the annual average salary of the deal. So where do the Dolphins go from here? I have a hard time envisioning the Dolphins this early into a five-year extension. He obviously played 2019, the last year of his rookie deal, but had the signing bonus that went into that. Last year was the first year of the five-year extension for Xavier Howard. I struggle seeing the team embracing the idea of paying or renegotiating a new contract extension one year into the five-year window in which it is the active contract he's playing under. That is unprecedented. So I think you'll probably see the Dolphins play hardball here a little bit. And there's been some reported friction, and I know, again, it's the beat. Everybody up in arms about the beat. It's been reported in the past that the Dolphins have, to some degree and level, entertained trade conversations for Xavier Howard. But I think the way the Dolphins concede Xavier Howard as a player and trade him is if they get a monumental return back, like a Laramie Tunsil-sized deal. If you're going to sell them, you sell them high, but you get the price when you sell them high. 
I don't necessarily envision the team doing that, but I kind of feel like it's a more likely outcome than them playing ball and renegotiating this contract so early into it. Because Xavier Howard's the one who's got something to lose here. Whether or not he chooses to sit out games, that remains to be seen. But I I struggle thinking Miami's going to going to meet him in the middle here. And Howard, again, has every right to be frustrated based on his production and and the commensurative pay he's receiving. But he signed the deal. You know, I'm, I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to try and he doesn't have the right to feel the way that he does. But if I'm the organization... I have a really hard time sitting down and saying, yeah, let's let's talk about it 12 months into the first year. And I think that was really interesting that that was how Brian Flores phrased this contract. He said, we're, we're a year in. Everybody knows the Dolphins and Xavier Howard signed the deal in the summer of 2019. That's not a surprise. We're two years after the deal is signed. But I'm interpreting Brian Flores' words as kind of posturing for the messaging that Xavier Howard's camp will receive, that you are one year into a five-year contract right now. Regardless of when you got the signing bonus, you played the 2019 season on your rookie contract. And the extension, you're one year into that five-year runway. He deliberately said twice, we're a year in. It's unique. I don't think that was by accident. So if you're paying attention, you can kind of start to pick up on uh, the the little breadcrumbs being left from both sides here. And perhaps we shouldn't have been surprised that Xavier Howard uh, is holding out. You know, that was something that was reported. You know, his absence from voluntary OTAs is more in him having less to gain from being here than it is about his contract. Brian Flores the Friday before says, I expect everybody here. Well, lo and behold, Xavier Howard's not here. Now Miami's messaging through Brian Flores' press conferences, we are one year into a five-year deal, regardless of the fact that they actually signed the deal two years ago. That's going to be a big root of their argument. And maybe they'll say, look, X, you play this year, and you repeat what you did last year, and absolutely we will meet you and we will, we will work with you to make sure you are appropriately compensated but right now we're in the, the second year of a five-year deal, and we haven't played a snap yet. So if I had to rank the things in likelihood, I would say the most likely is the Dolphins call his bluff. They let him ride it out, and he will eventually come back. I think it's more likely that the Dolphins get to a point in which they start entertaining trade offers for him before we get around to them actually playing ball at the negotiation table. That's just my vibe on it right now. I don't have any inside sources. It's just kind of my my feel based on how I see the team operating and how these things typically proceed. But we'll see. If the Dolphins did field offers for Xavier Howard, they would be well within their right selling high to look for a one plus. I don't know if you're going to get a one plus, As far as the profile of the player, I think the two names at the cornerback position in recent history that are most in line with what Xavier Howard's talent level is, is Jalen Ramsey and Champ Bailey. 
Uh, so Jalen Ramsey was traded on October 15th, 2019, mid-season, sending first-round picks in 2020 and 2021, plus a fourth-round pick in 2021. So two ones and a four is what the Jaguars were able to recoup for a 25-year-old Jalen Ramsey, right? Champ Bailey was traded from the Washington football team to the Denver Broncos when Champ Bailey was 25 years old as well. And this is just how different the league is. Uh, this, This deal happened before the 2004 season, so it's right around when the Dolphins traded the farm for Ricky Williams. The Broncos traded for Champ Bailey and a second-round pick in the 2004 NFL Draft for running back Clinton Portis. And that was it. That was that was the extent of the deal. And then Washington signed Portis to an eight-year contract worth $50 million. Now, I know we all want a running back in Miami real bad, but I don't think anybody's going to be lining up to trade a running back for Xavier Howard, right? Uh, Clinton Portis played two seasons in Denver, rushed for uh, over 3,000 yards and 29 rushing touchdowns in two seasons, and then went on to play the rest of his career in Washington. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He actually made it seven of the eight years on that contract and went on to rush for an additional 6,800 yards and 46 touchdowns over those seven seasons, almost 1,000 yards a year, he finished his career just short of 10,000 career rushing yards. Bailey, of course, went on to play like 15 seasons in the NFL, but here's the key difference. Both of those guys were 25. 25. Xavier Howard this season will be 28. And that is the big roadblock, I think, to Miami getting the kind of haul that you would really jump at in order to get a deal done. Xavier Howard will be 28 next month. July 4th. So because of that, I think that you're most likely to see the Dolphins call his bluff. If the Dolphins could get a 1+, they probably think real hard about it. Do I think they get a 1+, maybe now, coming off the season that he's off of? But I think you would have to be targeting a team that feels like they are secondary players away from competing for a championship and a team that has the kind of aggression to make such a move happen. And of course, if you're trading him to a Super Bowl contender, uh, the odds of you getting a high pick back are quite low. But I do think it's interesting to note that the Dolphins seem to have embraced Xavier Howard insurance. McCourty. More depth at the corner position in the nickel with Justin Coleman. Noig Benogany being a draft pick in the first round of the 2020 NFL Draft. They got some options here. If it comes to it, you call his bluff. I think that's the most likely avenue at this point in time. But we shall see, continuing that white-knuckle grip as we work our way through minicamp. We'll see what today's reports bring. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. Hope you guys enjoyed. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins all offseason long. We got you. Five days a week, your team every day. Fins up. Enjoy your Wednesday.